looking at me, you like eyed down the microphone for a second, and then you were like, hello, to the middle distance. <laughs> Just made me laugh. I had to make sure I was prepared. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Good morning, Shannon. Good morning, Emma. <laughs> Uh, that was me telling your name, right? Yeah. Okay, great. And I told your name. Golly, we are mixing it up, guys. Guys, it is a it. This it, it's lovely. We had cake for breakfast. We did have cake for breakfast. Shannon made this delicious peach and cornbread, like upside down cake from this new cookbook that she got. I yes, one of my uh, New Year's goals because I don't call them resolutions, but one of my New Year's goals was to. Make at least one fancy-ish recipe a month. And uh, it's July 1st and I got there. So, well, it'll be July 2nd when you're listening to this. But but still. Spoilers. It's the day Spoilers. before. But we're here. She's queer. Hey. And we have a very fun episode for you today. I, so, I may make you. Oh, no. I may make you guess. There's nothing super scary about oh. this. Do you love that I literally sat back I know. with the realization of like, wait, no, my time is up. The the ticking of the clock has run out. It could be terrifying. But I was last was your watcher episode supposed to be the terrifying one? Yeah. That you were like waiting and waiting and waiting. Alright. Yeah. Alright, but it's not scary today. No, it it, it it's like kinda creepy, but it's not like scary. Okay, great. I'm grabbing this pillow for structural stability, not for fear. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> All right, so this weekend is July 4th. Happy 4th, everybody. Please don't set off fireworks around your house. Just don't. Just go donate some dog food to a local shelter Please. instead. How about that? Uh, I I hate fireworks. Is that weird? No. I think I don't, I, like, I don't like loud I noise. don't think it's a, a, it's an unusual fear to not be a fan of things that explode very loudly in the sky with yeah. fire. Especially since living in D.C., they set them off every single night starting May 31st. Yeah, they're really into America. America. Anyway. Because, and in honor of July 4th, I wanted to do... A very American episode. National Treasure? No, but we did Uh, watch that recently. (laughs) We did, we did. As we should. That's how we celebrated America. Yeah. And it was very good. And it was fun. Um, No. I I want you to guess the most American of cryptids that that we've got. Bigfoot? No. The most American. He's got got a a state in his name. (laughs) Shannon is confused. <laughs> I do, but you have to understand, I do not, like, I feel like a lot of people, when they were in high school, there was, like, the local cryptid myth or what. Yeah. I literally, anything I know about cryptids other than, like, the Yeti and Bigfoot is just from listening to you talk about stuff. Okay. Or, like, things from the <laughs> internet. I know nothing about cryptids. Okay. Well, I know too much. And today... We are going to talk about the Joysy Devil. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. <laughs> well, July is also McCarthy Day month. Yes, so it is. appropriate. A very appropriate episode. Shout out to any of the cousins that are listening. I yes. don't know if there are any of you, but cheers. Well, we're going to talk about the Jersey Devil. So, But first, Emma, oh, what should people do? They should go to our Instagram at This Podcast Doesn't Exist to go look at all of the photos that we're going to post for this episode, but also to click the link in our bio to go find and download your bingo card so that you can play along while we while you listen so that you can maybe get a bingo and then you can post it to Instagram and tag us or, like, put it in your story and tag us. And you should also share Please. the photos from the podcast to let people know that they should listen because I think... Once we hit a certain number, we haven't decided certain number of episodes, certain number of followers, but there may potentially be a little giveaway. <laughs> so if you, like I, also enjoy free stuff, you should like, follow, rate, review, subscribe, share us with your friends, your family, your foes, so you can what, Emma? Haunt people while you're alive. Yes. 
using our voices. We will be the vehicle with which you haunt people. Please. Anyway, that was a little convoluted, but you get it. If you have thoughts, feelings, questions, concerns, you can send them to this podcast doesn't exist at gmail.com. And now, Emma, let's hear about your cryptid friend. Yes, and I would like him to be my friend. Okay, so he's his, not scary? Well, he is scary, but his origin story is a little sad. Aww. Um, So I kind of want... A tragic backstory. Yeah. Um, so let's... First, let's describe him. So the Jersey Devil is described as a biped, so he stands up on his... On his... Uh, two legs. Legs. <laughs> I like that I felt the need to describe what biped meant to you. <laughs> I don't know why. I loved the the physical, you touched your legs, but didn't say the word legs. <laughs> you were like, his two <laughs> appendages. <laughs> the long appendages below your hips. But he has hooves, wings, and a thin tail. Pick an accessory. He can't. You gotta take one off before you leave the house. Jeez. He didn't, he didn't. No, he didn't listen. He didn't. Its head resembles either a horse or a goat, depending on who you listen to. Those feel like very different. A horse is much longer in the face. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Its front arms have clawed hands, but they are truncated like a (laughs) T-Rex. And its wings are bat-like, so it's skin and not feathers. Ugh. Yeah. (laughs) That face... Shannon is doing her best to become the Jersey Devil by putting her her little T-Rex arms up. <laughs> are you, okay, but are you not one of those people that when you're reading a book oh, I absolutely describes someone physically doing I absolutely, yes, I absolutely You're like, do. I will clench my jaw. <laughs> yeah, or smirk, and then I'm like, what is a smirk? <laughs> is it like a, <laughs> yeah, absolutely I do that. So, there are many other descriptions of the creature, which we'll get into later, but this seems to cover most of what has been seen. So, this is, like, the the most likely of what the Jersey Devil looks like. Gotcha. So, the most common story of his origin goes that in 1735, there was a pregnant woman living in Pine Barrens, New Jersey, named Mrs. Leeds. Sometimes she's called Jane, sometimes she's called Mother Leeds. Last name's Leeds. She was pregnant with what would be her 13th child. Oof. In frustration, she cursed the child she was carrying. Uh Uh-oh. Because she didn't want another kid. Screaming that it would be the devil. (laughs) She gave birth on a stormy night because, duh. I love a thunderstorm, though. (laughs) I know you do. And you wouldn't wouldn't bother the neighbors when you're, like, screaming in childbirth. (laughs) Child booth. Child booth. <laughs> Child birth, because it's so loud that's, outside with the weather. That's it's very fair. considerate of her, actually. <laughs> to only give birth on a stormy night. Yeah, because then the neighbors don't even know. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, the child came into the world fully human. Oh, okay. But then transformed oh. into the horrid creature with hooves, T-Rex arms, bat wings, and a horse face. Like, right away? Like, Almost immediately. They're like, it's a boy! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd say put that on the merch, but I don't know how we would articulate that sound, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's a boy! Parentheses, phlegm. (laughs) (laughs) Ew, I don't like it. I take it back. (laughs) I was crying. Guys, I made Emma cry for once. Ha ha! The tables have turned. It was so funny. I really, if we ever feel the feel the desire to show the world our faces, the physical bits, you guys, they're just. I mean, yeah. Once we break that that wall, barrier, yeah. I've YouTube might be just the way we could be like that one. Um, those two girls on TikTok, yeah. who I don't listen to their podcast, no. but I assume they're recording a podcast. Yes, ladies and uh, ladies and tangents. They're uh, they're, they're great. great. They're wonderful. I should listen to them, but I I have too many podcasts. That's true. But I do watch them on TikTok. You which should go. You can follow us. Yes, you can follow us on TikTok too. But we currently only have one. Get in there early, though. Yeah. Get in there early. Drop a little comment on our one existing video. More content is coming soon. It is. Honestly, honestly, it really is. I have everything docked and ready to go. I just haven't finished it. (laughs) And if, uh, please, let us know what your favorite bits are. Because I know what I think is hilarious when I'm re-listening to the episodes. You know, like, 
or listening to them for the first time on a recording and not live. Yeah. You get it. I know what I think is hilarious, but I think we're funny in general. So I want to know what other people, like if you had to pick a funny moment to get convince someone to listen to our podcast, like what would yeah. it be? Or like which episode? Yeah. Like which episode is the one you tell DM people? us, send us an email, drop it in the group chat, Ruth and Haley. <laughs> Please and thank you. Thanks. But you can also follow Ladies and Tangents on, yes, on Instagram yes, or gr- on TikTok. They're lovely and fun too. They're very funny. Where was I? Uh, it's a boy. It's a boy. <laughs> um, the monstrous child, after transforming, beat everyone in the room. It beat its mother, the attending friends, and the other kids with its tail. <laughs> yep. And then flew up out of the chimney and away. Very self-sufficient. Honestly. Right away. Also thin enough to get through a chimney. I mean, maybe it was a thicker chimney. Maybe it was, it was a... the only source of heat for their homes. That's fair. Or a skinny kid. I mean, he is a brand new baby, but... Don't know. So, some stories say that after the child was born and transformed, it actually ate its siblings as well as its father before flying up the chimney, and still others say that it's the child of Mrs. Leeds who she locked away in the attic, and the child managed to escape. So, there's there's a lot of... Different stories mm-hmm. about this. Um, Very Jane. And as we'll as we'll get into later, there are a lot of different potential or like real life origins of this. But within all of these stories, there's a little bit of like it's the devil, um, and it almost always old, goes up out of the chimney. Good old uh, sort of New England, like not actually, but close enough. Yeah, I think I think like enough. <laughs> Jersey's considered part of New England, right? Sure. I don't, I don't know. There's another story where Mother Leeds is a witch and the child's father is the devil himself. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Or the child was the victim of a gypsy curse, which is just rude. Racism. Yeah. So there was an actual Leeds family outside of the legend. They actually lived in the area. Prior to the 1900s, the creature was actually referred to as the Leeds devil or the devil of Leeds. This could either be in connection with the Leeds family or with the southern New Jersey town of Leeds Point, where the family lived. Huh. Mm-hmm. So their their name got affiliated with the town, or with yeah, with the town because they lived there for so long. Mm-hmm. A family of that name did live there around the same time, so like around the seven, like the mid seventeen hundreds, and had twelve children. But beyond that, there's no real connection, specifically because. The 12 children likely came from different mothers because childbirth, child, we, neither of us can say childbirth today. No. <laughs> childbirth and childbirth. Childbooth. Childbooth. Um, childbirth was, it, it still is, very hard when you have, like, an epidural. So even, it, like, at this point, yeah, it, dying from childbirth was very common. So the 12 children were probably not from all the same mom. There might have been even more children and they ended up dying, like, all that. But they found in a will of, uh, like, the patriarch of the Leeds family that he had left his estate to his 12 children. And so they were like, this must have been it. But, like, that's literally it. Like, that's all they've got. So there's also a weird American history thing, too, that was speculated to be the origin of the Jersey Devil. Um, and I think you'll like it. Ooh. Uh, there is a whole book about this that I didn't get the chance to read, obviously. Like, I didn't read mm-hmm. the whole book. But it looks fascinating. Because it's not just about the Jersey Devil. It's also about this specific thing. But Brian Regal, who's the author of this book, um, is a science historian at Keene University in New Jersey. And he has a theory that the story of Mother Leeds is based on disputes in the area at the time around the, quote, colonial area, but colonial era political intrigue between New Jersey politicians, Benjamin Franklin, and almanac publisher, Daniel Leeds, and his son, Titan? Titian? I still... Probably Titian. That's my guess. After the painter. <laughs> I think so. Didn't this get you? <laughs> yes. I so so when I wrote this I went I literally in my notes have it T I S H A N Titian. Yes. <laughs> it's spelled Titan. So we're doing this again. 
Sorry. Um, I think it's Titian. I'm going to say it is Titian. If you know for real what it actually is, let me know. So Daniel Leeds was a Quaker and a a prominent... I don't know if he's a business owner, if he has his own... I guess he is, if he, like, publishes his own almanacs. He's a publisher. Yeah. Um, But he's very prominent in his colonial New Jersey town. However, he became ostracized by his congregation after he published almanacs for the year of 1687 that contained astrological symbols and writings. The other Quakers said that they were too pagan and blasphemous, and these almanacs were censored and destroyed by the Quaker community. So they didn't like that he was like, this is the symbol for Venus. They were like, no. Jeez. If I knew more about astrology, I'd be like, what a Virgo thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't. I I only pay attention to like mine and yours. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Like one other person. In spite of this, Leeds continued to publish publish astrological content in his almanacs. Good for you. He also published esoteric Christian writings and developed an interest in Christian mysticism, natural magic, and demonology. Oh, mm. His publications were repeatedly censored by the local Quakers, and eventually Leeds converted to Anglicanism and published anti-Quaker tracts. Oh. Leeds himself was dismissed by the community as, quote, evil. Yeah. I just... <laughs> I love picturing, because I feel like when you hear censorship or, like, destruction, you think really violent, like, loud Karens screaming in a grocery store, but they're Quakers, so they're (laughs) anti-violent, so I just, just, like... Silent burnings. (laughs) Like, when Daryl talks about the the worst uh, thing to get on the road, like, yeah, someone can flip the birds to you, but it's much worse to get a thumbs down. Yes. Like, it's just like, they just go and they t- pick up the almanac and they're like, no. He truly. And then rip it out. <laughs> like, he truly will do that. It, my husband will actually, like, give people thumbs down on the road because he's like, what's worse? This is worse than a, I'm than disappointed. A but yeah, it would be those Quakers just being, like, silent, ri- silently ripping while staring at you. Just like, like no How dare astrological you. symbols. How dare you. The most polite protest. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Love that. Um, so Daniel Leeds' son, Titian, inherited his father's business and continued filling the almanacs with astrological content. And he eventually became the rival of Benjamin Franklin's popular Poor Richard's Almanac. The rivalry became intense when, in 1733, Franklin satirically predicted Titian's death through astrology in his almanac. Mm -mm. Franklin meant this as a way to boost his own sales at his competitor's expense in order to be like, come back next week, or Mm -hmm. uh, however often these almanacs were published, should be like, uh... I think they're a bit of uh, they're a bit of a yearly thing. There we go. It'll <laughs> be a little. It's a little hard to plan your crops if you have to wait for the next week's forecast. Well, and I don't. I should have looked this up because I don't know how many he actually ended up publishing. So I don't know yeah, how like long what the distribution was. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it was basically to say, "Come back and find out if I was right." Right. Um. And so, in order to do it, like to it, it was to. It, boost his own sales to get people to stop buying Titian's Almanac. Right. Um, he didn't really believe that Titian would die. Like, that wasn't his actual prediction. He didn't die. Don't worry. Well, <laughs> I did say that weirdly. And <laughs> I mean, not that I'm wishing death upon people, but that would have been... <laughs> it would have been perfect. Pretty intriguing. No. Titian Leeds instead published a response to this prediction, calling Franklin a fool and a liar, being like, I'm not dead. <laughs> Please know that I'm now picturing this as a cut scene from Hamilton the Musical. <laughs> like a rap battle of the almanacs. That would be so good. Um, well, Franklin replied that he was surprised to receive a response. So it must in fact be Titian's ghost writing his almanacs. 
What a cheeky, yeah, cheeky this, little dude, it Ben ha- Franklin. For this was, I think, for like another four years that they went back and forth, and Franklin the entire time referred to Titian as a ghost, being like, "It's so impressive that from the other side of of uh, life that you can you can write these almanacs." It's I love so this so much. Great, I it's knew a you would. Battle. I knew you would. It's just colonial pettiness. And the fact that, like, letters take so long to arrive that this this battle lasted years. Well, these were in in, in the publications. Oh. These weren't right, letters right, to right. each other. So this is, like, a yearly thing. <laughs> Forget posting on someone's Facebook wall. <laughs> I'm going to post about your ghost in my almanac. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Franklin referred to Titian Leeds as a ghost for the rest of their rivalry until Titian's actual death. In uh, 1736, or 1738. And did you feel like a jerk then, Ben Franklin? Probably not. Yeah. He was a he was a complete prankster for all, like, at all times. Which, I read a Mental Floss uh, article, I have linked it in the show notes. It is just a list of all of the pranking things that Benjamin Franklin engaged in in his life. Like, the silence, do good letters to his mm-hmm. brother, all of that. Um, How did he not make it into the Hamilton musical? He's not in it once. I think because he's in every other discussion about the American Revolution. That's true, but that would have been very funny. Yeah. Lin-Manuel, please write into the pod. Let us know. (laughs) Yeah, he definitely listens to us. I'm manifesting, okay? (laughs) Maybe he's going to write Jersey Devil the musical. Oh. You don't know. I mean... It would be interesting. Visit, would it be a puppet? I don't, I don't like it. Okay. We'll move on. <laughs> so Daniel Leeds had the reputation as evil, and he was interested in the occult. And Titian, who was one of nine children, was referred to as a ghost. So there's a little bit of, like, you know, some kind of supernatural in- involved in that. Um, the crest of the Leeds family had winged dragons on it. So that's an interesting mm. tidbit. And the community of majority Quakers had written this family off because of their monarchical leanings and their printed material, labeling them political and religious monsters. So this was before the American Revolution. There were still loyalists within the colonies that were interested in boosting the monarchy's, like, presence mm-hmm. within the colonies. And the Leeds family w- were one of those. The Leeds family were very interested in keeping the monarchy intact in the Americas. Mm. Um, and so Quakers, who were specifically at that time very interested in American independence, were really against the Leeds family in that regard as well. So I think they, u- basically they used the argument of, you have astrological symbols in your almanacs, we don't like you anymore, to basically get right. Daniel Leeds, or, yeah, Daniel Leeds mm-hmm. uh, out of the Quaker community. Um, so this isn't a commonly held belief as, like, the true origin of the actual Jersey devil, but it's a devil in thought rather than in form. Mm. So... There might be, obviously there isn't an actual, like, winged horse-faced T-Rex in this. <laughs> um, but the thought process of an actual monster or devil of Leeds, or the Leeds devil, mm-hmm. is within this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't talk today. I'm sorry. <sighs> But you all understand what I mean. So it is, an, it is a very interesting book. All of the pieces that I could glean from it, it seemed very interesting. Um, it, I don't think it's very long either. Um, but what's it, it, What's it called? It'll also be linked in the show notes because I didn't write down what it was called. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a mystery. It is a mystery. Sorry. All right. So let's talk about the sightings of the real Jersey Devil. So our winged T-Rex creature. In the 1700s, Commodore Stephen Decatur saw a creature flying past the Hanover Mill Works he was visiting to inspect cannonballs being forged. The creature was fired upon, and a cannonball reportedly hit it directly, but it did nothing, and the creature flew away. Hmm. So. Okay. I guess it's... Commodore. (laughs) Commodore. I just think of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. (laughs) Anytime. Because I don't just say it because it's a funny word. You don't hear that word that often. So no. I'm just, Commodore. 
1820, while hunting on his Bordentown estate, Joseph Bonaparte, the elder brother of Napoleon, claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil. That's it. But the fact that... he lived in New Jersey? Yeah, he had an estate in New Jersey. What? It's weird to think about that, like, the timeline of Napoleon's reign and the colonies in America becoming free. Like, 1820. I think because I think of England in the early 17th century as, like, Jane Austen era, but for... America in the early 17th century, I'm like, it's the Americas are, America is just coming into its own. It's starting to figure itself out. We're getting some new states. We're like, you know, forging, forging through the stolen lands and all that kind of stuff. So I think I have very different, like, it's very specific to, Mm -hmm. like, they feel very separate. Oh, yeah. So it's weird to me that, like, Napoleon's older brother lived in New Jersey. This is obviously a different time period, but it's it's that that Facebook post that goes around that's like uh, Anne Frank and Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, were alive at the same time, but in our brains that yeah. feels feels so different. It's like Marilyn Monroe and uh, Queen Elizabeth II were born the same year. You're like what? Like ha- what? <laughs> like that doesn't compute. Can I share another fun thing that's not really related? That's totally fine. Welcome to our podcast. Ding! Uh, but I think it was a, maybe it was a Hank Green TikTok uh, talking about Napoleon and how Napoleon wasn't actually short. Yes! It just was like a, a marketing uh, yeah. tactic. Basically, it was like all of the political and satirical cartoons of the time were just like, he's so small, he's so short, and he's like, I'm not short, and they're like, oh, what a short man thing to say. <laughs> Shorty's got a melody and now, in like, my head. <laughs> um, but now it's like, you know, years and years later, and that's like the one thing. If you ask like somebody who doesn't pay attention, they'd be like, what do you yeah. know about Napoleon? They'd be like, oh, he's short. Or like the Napoleon complex, which right? is what they created at that time to be like, oh, oh. he's just such a, he's, he's all, he's overcompensating. He's, yeah, he's all talk and no, and yeah. uh, no walk because he's so, he's so short. His legs are so short, he can't walk that far. Oh, <laughs> Okay, and then I have one more. That's fine. Um, that I was thinking about last night when I was washing my face and I was waiting for the water to get warm. How did we come about the word lukewarm? Who was Luke? Yeah, like, was Luke just a guy that was, like, slightly warmer than average, but not, like, really hot in his <laughs> I can just, body temperature? I can just imagine someone be put like, their hand on his arm oh, and then under the water lukewarm. to be like, yeah, it's about as warm as Luke. <laughs> right? I want to know. Can you show me? Why is it lukewarm? <laughs> Do you like, though, that I know that I've had that thought before of who is Luke. I knew you would. <laughs> That's, I literally almost texted you last night, and I was like, I'll save it till I see her. <laughs> Please weigh in, friends. Uh, do you prefer, um, I was going to say, do you prefer our crazy morning episodes? And I was like, but our late night episodes are also pretty off the rails. Yeah, well, there's no there's no moment in which we are not pure chaos for certain moments. Like, at least during my episodes, pure chaos. Your episodes, I have to raise my hand. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. It's totally <laughs> fine. It, it's as it should be. <laughs> yeah, I feel like because when, when I'm not hosting, I just freewheel and talk about lukewarm. Luke? Who is Luke? Luke! All right. But anyway, back Continuing to Napoleon's to... brother. Well, we can skip over him okay, now because that was literally it. Like, he claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil. Cool. While he was hunting of being like, I saw a creature I didn't recognize. It's like, Okay. You're like, bro, bro. that's just a hawk. <laughs> like, like, dude, calm. bald eagle. <laughs> calm down. So, as all cryptids are, the Jersey Devil was blamed for several livestock slaughterings in 1840 and similar attacks occurring the next year. So, it's just, it's like a chupacabra situation of like, we don't know what killed these animals. 
The devil. It must have been the Jersey Devil. And they did find a few tracks of hooves, and they did hear some screams in the night, but that was about it. I'm just going to keep making T-Rex arms. You're doing really great. Thank you. Doing really great. The sightings of 1909 are the most comprehensive, however. So during the week of January 16th through January 23rd, newspapers published hundreds of supposed encounters from terrified residents of New Jersey, Southern Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Western Maryland. Southern Pennsylvania? Not Northern? Interesting. The Jersey Devil was like, Bethlehem? Nah. Gotta go. (laughs) Bye. I don't know. That's just... Interesting. It's just what my research indicated. Um, The coverage of these encounters created enough fear to cause school and work closures during the week. Forget a two-hour snow delay. Right? There's a T-Rex in the sky. (laughs) T-Rex in the sky. With diamonds. No, I reject. So, (laughs) the creature would do anything from attack a trolley car or a social club to leaving footprints behind to be found by property owners. Whenever it was sighted flying, residents took cover. If the creature was fired on, it had no effect. And, of course, livestock were wounded or killed, including an instance where a dog got a chunk of, like, his butt, like, chomped off of him. Dog survived. Okay, good. Yeah. I had to make sure. Otherwise, I wouldn't have told you. Good. Yeah. No, he survived, but the owner was like, what the heck? Oh my gosh! (laughs) What happened? Rufus. (laughs) So, vigilante groups were formed to find the Jersey Devil, (laughs) tracking its trail through the southern New Jersey forest for 20 miles on one occasion, but it was, like, over, over, like, stone walls and barriers and under fences and stuff like that, and they were like, this can't, like, this thing can't possibly be running around like this. You okay? What do you got? We're (laughs) jumping through the bush. All in on me, push into Now I want to make that video. Now we can't see where we're going. And it's just, <laughs> the end card is, <laughs> little T-Rex. <laughs> wow. All right. So <laughs> here are some descriptions of the creature from these 1909 encounters. Now there are four of these. They're all within quotes, so bear with me. First one is by E.W. Minister from Bristol, Pennsylvania, cited, uh, cited on January 16, 1909. Quote, I looked out upon the Delaware and saw flying diagonally across what appeared to be a large crane, but which was emitting a glow like a firefly. Its head resembled that of a ram with curled horns, and its long, thick neck was thrust forward in flight. It had long, thin wings and short legs, the front legs shorter than the hind. So we've already got some interesting... (laughs) Again, Shannon was trying to recreate what was being said. I'm just trying to picture, like, because we keep talking about the wings, but then you all... It also has legs, like... It has long, like, person legs. But with hooves at the end. I know. Okay. (laughs) So the next quote is from George Schneider of Morristown, New Jersey, cited on January 20th, 1909. Quote, It was three feet high, long black hair over its entire body, arms and hands like a monkey, face like a dog, split hooves, and a tail a foot long. What? End quote. That... In in its entirety is like I don't think you saw what I that was like not the Jersey Devil. I feel like you're trying to get into the paper, sir. Right. The next is from Lewis. Uh, his last name is B O E G R, and I want to say Booger, but it's not. <laughs> I'm sure it's Boger or something like that. Lewis Boger, Haddon Heights, New Jersey, cited on January 21st, 1909. Quote: In general appearance, it resembled a kangaroo. It has a long neck, and from what glimpse I got of its head, its features are hideous. (laughs) It has wings of a fairly good size, and of course, in darkness, looked black. 
Its legs are long and somewhat slender and were held in just such a position as a swan's when it is flying. It looked to be about four feet high. I've never seen a swan fly. I'm realizing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a very weird realization. I mean, I've seen a goose. I feel like yeah, it's but they much fly, of the yeah. same. Uh, but I, yeah, I think I've only ever seen swans like be in, in flight, like above water, like right, yeah, like right like, above the water. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Anyway, I like that he was like of. I of feel course, like his, in the dark, it his, looks black. Yeah, his seemed very like matter of fact. Like, well, it did look dark, but it was nighttime. So yep. I only got a glimpse of it, but it was gross. <laughs> Would not recommend. <laughs> nope. And the last is from Howard Campbell, who claimed to have shot the devil near Atlantic City, and he cited it on January 21st, 1909. Quote, As nearly as I can describe the terror, it had the head of a horse, the wings of a bat, and a tail like a rat's, only longer. Yeah. Kind of gross. Some sightings also report that the creature has glowing red eyes and emits a high-pitched human-like scream. Does this sound familiar to you? Oh, like the Mothman? Yeah! They're cousins. <laughs> They're just misties. <laughs> That's my best friend. <laughs> she a real, real bad bitch. <laughs> I love it. So there were a few more sightings through to 1960, but very sporadic. Oh. But in 1960, tracks and noises could be heard near Mays Landing, New Jersey. The same year, business owners around Camden, New Jersey, offered a $10,000 reward for anyone who caught the Jersey Devil and the promise to build a private zoo for the creature if caught. For display, not for care. A trail camera in 2007 caught a photo through its night vision motion sensor of a deer in the far left of the frame and a terrifying creature on the right. I can only find copies of this photo. I can never find the original, but I'm going to show you what it looks like. Uh, um, mm, I don't know about this. So that's what it looks like. Okay. It's weird and creepy, but the fact that I can't find the, like, original quote-unquote photo makes me feel like like i found this on deviantart but (laughs) so that makes me feel like someone edited this right but there's no proof that anyone did so interesting gotta take it at its word i guess in 2015 dave black of new jersey claimed he caught the jersey devil on camera and another the same night videoed the creature flying through the pines Shannon, I need to show you this video. Oh, gosh. I'm going to show Shannon the video. You guys can find it in the show notes. Everybody pause. Everyone pause and go to this video. So, if you haven't gone and watched it, please go watch it. I feel like both of those photos are both the photo and the video are faked yeah mm-hmm. um but go, go ahead go watch and uh make up your own mind cuz honestly you know, though the the drawings they showed in that video look to me like the bird that you thought mothman was right yeah that gigantic the african very long thing legs but the very like yeah, the thing. Hey. I mean, with its gigantic beak, it kind of makes it look like a yeah. like a horse or like something. you know something with a longer face. All right, so now we're gonna look at some hoaxes because, of course, with every cryptid, there are people who want to find the cryptid so badly that they will do anything to make people believe that they have. Mm-hmm. During the 1909 super sightings. Tracks were found of the creature's hooves, which closely resembled those of a horse. A man later confessed that he had made some of the tracks. Because it's fairly easy to imitate the hooves of an animal. Because they're very... Round. They're rounded and then flat at the bottom. It's very easy. The same year, Norman Jeffries and his friend Jacob Hope, an animal trainer, bought a kangaroo from a circus and glued claws and bat wings to the poor thing, declaring to the public that they had captured the devil and it would be displayed at the Arch Street Museum in Philadelphia. 
it took 20 years for Jeffries to admit to the hoax. Turns out that he was the publicist for the museum and used the stories of the Jersey Devil to boost hype for the museum and capture the beast. Not okay. Yeah, this poor baby kangaroo. Also, like, kangaroos are dangerous. Kangaroos yeah, can punch you. kick you and punch you and really hurt you. They're buff. They are. Like... Yeah, you thought Kanga and Roo were all cuddly. Wrong. Mm-mm. They're scary. <laughs> they will They've got, you. like, biceps. That's how scary these animals are. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a kangaroo is, is more buff <laughs> than either of us. Oh, uh, yeah, that's no, there's no question about that. So, not necessarily a hoax, but I found this very funny. Outdoorsman and author Tom Brown Jr. decided to spend several seasons entirely in the wilderness of the New Jersey Pine Barrens. He apparently terrified multiple hikers several times as they mistook him for the Jersey Devil. When in reality, it was just him head to toe covered in mud. (laughs) He would cover his entire body in mud to repel mosquitoes. Smart. So he just would smother himself in mud. And then if you can imagine just hiking through the Pine Barrens, you turn and there's this creature like crouching. Well, and he probably like a beard (laughs) and like long hair that's also covered in mud. Oh, you see the eyes. Yep, exactly. Terrifying. How terrifying. And then he has to be like, no, 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 no. My name is Tom Brown. Don't worry. <laughs> I just don't want to get made by mosquitoes. <laughs> so, some theories. What is the Jersey Devil? It could just be folklore and legend with no real animal coming out to play the part. The area of the Pine Barrens was initially a desolate area for Western settlers. It became a natural refuge for those who wanted to stay hidden away from the rest of society, so deserters from war, religious dissenters, fugitives, etc. They were cut off from the outside world and formed their own groups and eventually were referred to as, quote, pineys. Hmm. They were continuously ostracized as being congenital idiots and inbred, when in reality they were just outcasts. Basically, they're referred to as the Appalachia of New England. Mm. So, like, how people think of Appalachians mm-hmm. is how they would think about the Pineys. So there was high crime, low intelligence is what the outside world thought of them. In the same vein, it could be an animal thought up to keep kids from roaming too far in the woods and scaring them just for fun. Because, of course, that happens. But, you know, after dark, don't go into the woods because I won't be able to find you. <laughs> it's basically that. It could just be a giant bird like the sandhill crane or like the african like i forget what it's actually called but the mammoth bird is what i'm going to call it because it was huge um but again does that sound familiar to our mother man they cousins it could be mistaken identity it could be an owl carrying prey from a distance that looks like a singular (laughs) creature mistaken identity like what (laughs) my name is tom brown Um, it could be deer tracks, uh, not being recognized and then blown out of proportion. I have a particular story of seeing what I think was a cryptid, but it turns out it's just a particular genetic mutation for a certain kind of animal. So my mom and I were driving home from school one day, um, in Williamsburg, Virginia. And as we were stopped at a stop sign, this animal comes out from this very, like, small amount of woods. Like, there are, it's like a line of trees, basically, um, separating houses from the street. And out comes this, it looks like a deer, but it's, like, short and fat. Hmm. And, like, it's squatty. It's a squatty little animal. And it's all white. Its eyes are red. And it has very short antlers, like a, like a baby buck would mm-hmm. and it just looked absolutely it was so weird both my mom and I were like what the heck is this thing we're staring at it it runs away before I can get a picture of it because of course that's the first thing I think of but I'm like staring at it going I don't know what this thing is and we looked up later that it's apparently a genetic mutation for certain types of deer so it wasn't that he had albinism it was this weird kind of mutation that was albinism plus, like, dwarfism. Mm. And so that's why he was, like, short and thicker, and that's why he was completely white and his eyes were red, all this kind of stuff. 
So it was it was weird though, because of course my first initial thought is, we have found a cryptid! We have found a cryptid! I'm so excited! But no, no, no. <laughs> it's just a mutated deer. No. But it could be something like that. It could be a genetic mutation in the wildlife that you're just not recognizing because the majority of the wildlife in the area look a particular way. So it could be that. It could also really be a mutated demon human that has lasted from the 1700s until now. Um, Duh. It's unlikely, but it's fun. And I think that if it is true, he and Mothman are just hanging out. <laughs> and lastly, let's talk about some pop culture. Because, Ba-bam. of course, all of New Jersey has now attached itself to the Jersey Devil, regardless of the fact that it is a southern New Jersey Yeah, that's the creature. name of their hockey team. And it is the name of the New Jersey Devils hockey team. <laughs> we don't have a baseball team, but we got a hockey team. Yes. Um, they have proudly donned their jerseys featuring devil horns and a forked tail. They are not bad. They're not great, but they're not bad. It's New Jersey. It's New Jersey. There are a lot of items within New Jersey that have the New Jersey Devil name attached to it, like hats, shirts, cocktails, you name it. I really want a Jersey Devil cocktail. I'm sure it's spicy, though. Yeah, yeah, or at least red in some capacity. Yeah. So Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey, has built the Jersey Devil coaster, which honestly looks terrifying. There's, like, a zero G-force, like, spin to it and all this kind of crazy loops and stuff, and it's a singular, like, you're sitting by yourself in, like, a row of 12. Like Space Mountain, sort of. Yeah. But longer. But longer. So there's, like, 12 cars attached to each other, but mm-hmm. it's one person per car, which to me is terrifying. Because I, if I go on a roller coaster, which I do enjoy them sometimes, but I always need someone to sit next to me that I, like, either know or don't feel weird about, like, grabbing the hand of if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, stranger. Hello, stranger. Um, I don't think I've done that in reality of, like, grabbing a stranger's hand, because that's weird, and consent is important, but, like... It is. Is there a, a drop on Yes, this? so there is a, there, it'll, it has a really high drop, and it's a really long, like, like, loop to it, um, and then you go in a, in a, like, actual loop upside mm-hmm. down, and then it'll suddenly stop at the very end. Nope. And then it reverses and goes back through, not through the whole, like, coaster, but back to its starting point, but it, like, abruptly stops. So basically, it's gonna give you whiplash. (laughs) It's a no from me. Yeah, I'm not interested. I've discovered that I am not a roller coaster human anymore. (laughs) No, I'm good with not having whiplash and feeling like I'm gonna throw up. What roller coaster I can do. Yeah, something small and, like, made for children. Like, okay, my very favorite roller coaster story, you were not able to come, but it was my uh, 22nd birthday or something. I forget. It was right before I graduated senior year of college. Mm. Um, And me and some friends went to Bush Gardens in Williamsburg. And we decided that Daryl was going to be our pack human for the day, and we gave him all of our stuff, and we went to go on the log flume, so, like, the water ride, Mm -hmm. um, where you, like, go, it's like Splash Mountain, basically. And so we're sitting, and it is one of those where you kind of have to sit in the lap of the person behind you, so you Mm -hmm. better be comfy, and it was uh, Christian, Mm -hmm. and she was sitting behind me, and then we met our other two friends behind us, but when you got to where it would, like, launch you from, there was uh, another log filled with people that you you would launch at alternating times, Mm -hmm. and the one in front of us had launched, and the log from the uh, other lane came and stopped to wait for its turn. And it was these children, like literal children. They could not have been more than maybe seven to ten years old. Mm-hmm. And I am talking to Christian behind me going, this is so scary. Like, I like I don't know if I really want to do this. She's like, you're kind of stuck now, like all of this. <laughs> and this line of children is just silent and then they get they prepare to like go down like it moves a little bit and this girl in the middle salutes me and it just goes (laughs) and i was like the 10 year old just saluted me and was like bad witch happy hunger games (laughs) so as we're going down on on this like 
deep, like, yeah. waterfall. I'm cackling because <laughs> this little girl. She was like, you're a wuss. You yeah, go. basically. And I was like, that was the most, like... <laughs> boss thing I've ever seen a child do. I was so scared, but it was so great. Oh, wow. It's one of my favorite things. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> but anyway, all that to say, I think I'm good with no longer going on roller coasters. I'll be a pack human. I'll eat some funnel cake or whatever. Yeah, I mean, maybe one once in a while, but not yeah. every time. So, of course, the Jersey Devil appears in television and video games like The X-Files, Gravity Falls, the cartoon, um, and the Jersey Devil video game. Oh. I didn't know that existed, but it does. Good for them. So, in X-Files, the Jersey Devil episode, it turns out that the Jersey Devil is actually a pair of humans who obviously had had no interaction with other humans since they were very small, resulting in no verbal communication, no clothing, and violent animal-like reactions to being seen, sought after, or happened upon. And so they get basically accidentally killed by people who are hunting after the Jersey Devil. Mm. It's a sad one, but it's an interesting take on it. Hmm. And finally, New Jersey has named the Jersey Devil its one and only official state demon. <laughs> well, that would just be embarrassing if the Jersey Devil yeah, lost out it? to someone else. <laughs> wasn't it? So my theory is that the Jersey Devil and Mothman are cousins or siblings, and the T-Rex arms are what do it for me. So, like, one is the feathered dino, and the other is the non-feathered dino, and they've they just They just been... chose different outfits. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, you can't wear the feathers. I'm wearing the feathers. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> and that, my friend, is the end. Of the Jersey Devil. Well done. Thank you. Well done. It was a lot of fun. It was... I Because this, this is something that I, like, tangentially... Like, I knew of the Jersey Devil, but I didn't know all of its history, so... Mm-hmm. And the uh, Benjamin Franklin connection was Some weird. Unexpected celebrity mention. Right? Oh, I guess he's a celebrity, yeah. Or I, Napoleon. Napo- Napoleon. Napoleon. Joseph Napoleon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, thank you, Emma. That You're was welcome. Uh, if you have thoughts and feelings about the Jersey Devil, or you want to tell us about your favorite cryptid, have you ever seen something weird in the woods that you thought was a cryptid? Let us know. Send us an email at this podcast doesn't exist at gmail.com. And I hope that you got something off of Bingo, because then you can post it to the Instagram. But. Regardless, my friends, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening, Shannon. Of course. And as always, please remember, this podcast doesn't exist. It's a ball. I like that a little too much.